Hello, dear listeners. This episode is going to be part of a series on practical adult things that as a young adult, we should really learn how to navigate. This episode specifically is going to be dedicated to cars and anyone who has been listening to my podcast episodes or who has known me in person knows that I have gone through a lot with cars. First from registering, learning how to formally register a car from change states. So I changed my car, registered my car from Kentucky to Massachusetts. That was a big learning curve. I had no idea what a title was. Then I had to deal with my car catching on fire and learning how to navigate that situation. And then I had to learn how to search, negotiate, and eventually purchase a car, which I am so happy to announce I finally have a car. It is a 2018 Hyundai Elantra GT. It is exactly what I wanted. Maybe it was a little bit out of the target price range that I needed, but not too much. And it really, it's getting really cold here in Massachusetts and I just needed a car. So today I'm going to focus on the third part of my car saga, which is car searching and car buying, which is so, so, so important. Whether or not you're thinking about buying a car now as a 20 something, or maybe in the future when you start to think about settling down and having a family, either way, knowing how to navigate the car hunt is very important. So today I'm going to give you practical tips, useful resources, and just my overall my overall experience and also my overall opinions on the car hunt. I also want to be painting my nails during this so I can knock out two things at once. So maybe it's a little car or podcast ASMR, but anyways, I hope this episode is helpful whether you're thinking about buying a car now or later on. Okay, so I'm actually not going to paint my nails, but I'm currently, I currently have aluminum foil over my nails since I got gel done and this is the only way to remove it. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but anyways, back to car stuff. So the first thing that you have to think about is certainly what kind of car do you have in mind? And you don't necessarily have to have a make or a model in mind, but Let's think about just the basic body structure of a car. Do you want a sedan? Do you want an SUV? Do you want a compact SUV? Are you in the hunt for a van? It's always good to start with the body of a car and then use lists, use customer reviews to narrow down what make and model you want of that car. I think it's also very important to think about, are you looking for a used car or are you looking for a new car? I personally have no experience shopping or even looking for new cars. So 
this episode is definitely catered towards those who are looking for used cars, though I think resources are going to be applicable for both. So once you have that in mind, then you definitely want to think about, okay, let's let's narrow in to used cars. What kind of used car are you looking for? Are you looking for just a, a budget-friendly car, a car that's going to get you where you need to be, you're not really looking to put down a lot of money on it, or are you looking for a used car that's sort of on the newer side with low miles that is going to be definitely pricier than a budget-friendly car, but it's definitely going to last longer. That's, and I think knowing your budget is going to place you where you think you need to be. So I was definitely looking for a used car, but a used car that was going to hopefully, that's going to hopefully last me for a long time. And in order that, in order for that to happen, I did have very strict uh, filters in mind. The first thing is the year. My, and this, a lot of my opinions and advice on car searching comes from things that my dad has told me, my grandpa, my friend Richard, if he's ever listening to this podcast, and some boys that I asked on, or I guess people that I asked on Instagram, and all the responses were boys. So everything has been through a male viewpoint, which I found, which I found super interesting, and also on YouTube. Every single car review that I looked at, it was all guys. So that's something else to think about. But anyways, when you are starting to do your car search, create a Google document. Create any Excel spreadsheet. This is going to be very helpful for you to compare prices, for you to compare um, different mix and models, it's going to just be a helpful place for you to store all of your research. In the spreadsheet, you want to include these categories, which, I mean, you couldn't include other categories, but you definitely want to include the make, the model, the year, the listed price, the Kelly Blue Book price, and they have two prices, which one I believe is the fair, the, the, basically the, the price that Kelly Blue Book believes is fair for you to purchase the car. And then they also list the typical listing price. So get the Kelly Blue Book price and those two, those two uh, prices. Then you wanna include a column for miles. Um, you can include a column for rating. I did, it wasn't the most helpful, but if, if reviews are important to you, then you want to include that. You definitely want to include the location of where the car is and as well as the, um, the dealership's website. Those are about the six to seven, eight things that you want to make sure you get down when you do your research. When you're doing your research, you... There are many sites, many, many car sites that um, you can use, and I'll just list my favorite ones. The first one and the, the most helpful one to me was definitely Edmunds.com. 
one of my new coworkers actually told me about this website and I don't think my dad had even heard of it. And honestly, such a great website. It's spelled E-D-M-U-N-D-S. And it's essentially a site where you could find both used and new cars, but it lists all the available vehicles within however many miles you want to put. And you can search it in so many ways. So if you really have no preference, you can just use search in general used cars, or you can narrow your search to a specific make and model. But anyways, when you do that, it's going to show you the car, the listing price of the car, how many miles it has, how far away the dealership is, if it's been in an accident or not, and whether or not Edmunds, the website, believes it's a good price. So what I love about Edmunds that I don't believe other um, websites had was it gives you kind of a fair price range. So they tell you they have a scale ranging from great a great price to a high price. And it tells you whether or not the listing that you're looking at, where it falls within the range. So it could fall within the great, good range, fair range, or high range. Which is always helpful to know that when you're, if you're looking at a car on Edmunds and it doesn't say anything regarding if it's a great, good, or fair price, then chances are the listing is a little bit uh, out of the typical li- listing price. Edmunds is fantastic. I encourage anyone who's thinking about looking for a car to use Edmunds.com. Then True, True Car is helpful. One of my coworkers suggested it to me. I think it's fine. It's not the most helpful website, but it tells you what people around your area how much they're paying for a specific car. So it's helpful if you want to compare what other exactly what I just said. <laughs> it's helpful if you want to compare what other cars are listed for that specific make and model around an area. But it's not the most helpful if you want to like actually be looking for a wide range of cars. It's more so helpful if you know the specific make and model and year of the car that you're looking for. So true car is an option. And honestly, those are my two most used websites besides what I previously mentioned, Kelly Blue Book. Definitely, I'm sure anyone who has even thought about buying a car has heard of Kelly Blue Book, which is very helpful. It essentially gives you, it's a it's an extensive website with different um, listings for car reviews, car for, cars for sale, car values. I mostly used Kelly Blue Book for car values. I didn't really use it as a search engine. I mostly used it to understand whether or not if the car that I was looking to purchase was a fair price. So if you just click on car values and then do price new slash used, you can put in the specific year, make, model, and your zip code, and it tells you whether kind of where that um, car is going to be listed at. 
And this is what I was telling you earlier. It will tell you whether or not you're getting a fair price. So when you find a, for example, I was looking at a Mazda 3. So I was looking at a used 2016 Mazda 3. According to Kelly Blue Book, the fair market range was around 13 to 15K. A fair purchase price was 14K. And a typical listing price was 14,804. So just helpful for you. These are just helpful websites. So that way you are narrowing your search. And once you find a car, you show up to the dealership well prepared. So those are the three websites I... Another website that is helpful that I forgot to mention is Your Auto Advocate or Your Auto Alliance. If you just search it up on YouTube, they have a whole YouTube channel dedicated to the car search, how to negotiate in at the dealership, but they do have their own website where... I think you have up to three free searches where you can actually put in the specific VIN number of the car. For those of the for those of you who don't know, VIN stands for vehicle identification number. You can put in the VIN the VIN number and it tells you what they believe you should purchase the car for. Which is kind of helpful, but that's another resource. Now I'm going to share with you all my opinions slash tips. Definitely take what I say with a grain of salt. Most of the opinions that I formed about the car search were passed down to me from my dad, my grandpa, and Richard. So this is what their opinions were. Um, So just take that in mind. When I was looking for my car, my used car specifically, I wanted a car that was um, within five years of 2021. So I honestly, I stopped looking at 2015 cars and I was only looking at 2016 or newer, which is definitely a personal preference. Obviously cars, 2014, 2013 cars are, are good or great sometimes, but I wanted a newer vehicle just because I don't know my dad was like five years is is the benchmark then for make my dad had a interesting kind of opinion or I guess um a dislike for American cars which honestly if you would have interviewed if I would have recorded this podcast episode probably in February or even honestly in June, I would not be able to tell you, first of all, any any car, any makes or models, I would have been so lost. And I also wouldn't know which makes were US makes, but my dad has a very strong dislike for US cars. So that includes Ford, that includes GMC, he definitely didn't want me to buy a Chevy. <laughs> um, so any U.S. and again, not to say that those cars are poorly made. It's just my dad really wanted me to buy a foreign brand car because, according to him, they are much better than the U.S. cars. And he says, "quote The U.S. cars are a 
are pieces of shit. So again, not to degrade anyone who has a US car. I'm sure it's like a great car, but I was not going to buy any car made in the United States, not because my dad was buying my car, because he certainly was not. This is a car that I'm buying with my own money, but because, I don't know, I listened to my dad's advice and I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about cars. So that's the strange thing <laughs> that my my dad had. But anyways, as far as makes, um, what I've heard Mazdas are a solid uh, car company. I think Mazdas are out of all the cars that I've learned more about. I think they are the most well-liked along with Honda and Toyotas. I think those three brands, people have just, I've heard very little negative opinions about them. Um, Subarus are, are fine. I was definitely looking into a Subaru. Um, I did hear though that Subarus might be hard, just also like Mazdas, might be hard to get um, some service repairs because they have specific parts, but I don't have experience with that. And then um, Hyundai, Hyundai, <laughs> that's the kind of car brand that I got. Um, I wanted a Hyundai car because I really love their new cars that were unfortunately out of my price range, but I figured if I stay with that make or if I stay with that, um, yeah, if I stay with that car company, then maybe I can trade in my car, especially since I bought my car at a Hyundai um dealership. So I really love the Konas and I love the venue. So if anyone here knows what those cars are, they're just gorgeous. So anyways, that's my opinion on the make. Certainly do whatever you wish. Um, but that's just kind of what has been passed on to me. Also Nissan, I think Nissan is fine. Oh, Nissan and Kia. Those two I would say got the most mixed reactions from people that I asked about. My grandpa loves Kias. One of my coworkers said he hated the, his Kia. He was like, why does our car company insure their car for 10 years? Like, why does it need that? Versus my grandpa took it as in like, yeah, they, they really value their um, cars. So why would they not insure it for... 10 years or 100,000 miles. And the Nissan, I really haven't heard that many bad things about Nissan except for my friend Richard, who's, if he's listening to this, <laughs> hates Nissan, doesn't think that they are a great quality brand. But what I will say is when I was researching cars like the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Kicks, Nissan Rogue Sport, um, they all really didn't get great reviews so that kind of deterred me away from purchasing a Nissan or even really going to any Nissan dealerships because the cars that I was looking for just didn't get great customer or even critical reviews (laughs) so Nissan is a so-so make according to my circle um those then obviously once you have your make down oh I forgot Volkswagen Volkswagen I think is also a solid brand that my dad had confidence in and that I think um 
I was definitely looking to the Volkswagen Golf. Uh, but ultimately the Volkswagen Golf was just pricier for what I thought it offered. Um, but according again to Richard, the Volkswagen Golf is just really well built. So again, it depends on what you are interested in. Okay, narrowing down to model. This is where really the kind of car that you want comes into play here because once you have kind of a make in mind, the model is totally up to how you want to use your car. I was specifically, I was honestly, I really wanted a subcompact SUV, which is exactly what the name says. It's just a smaller SUV. And that would include cars like the Nissan Rogue Sport, the Hyundai Kona, the um, Venue, the Honda HRV. Um, those are pretty much the cars that I was looking for in the beginning. And ultimately, they were just really out of my price range by like one to not one two to four thousand dollars and I know when you look at cars um for how long that hopefully that they're going to last you two to two to four thousand dollars doesn't seem like a lot but to me I was just like I don't really want to spend that much extra money for a subcompact SUV (laughs) so um yeah so then I eventually narrowed my search to just a hatchback, which is really what I wanted. It's essentially a sedan, but the trunk is exposed inside, meaning that there's no separation between the back seats and the trunk, and it's just kind of all open space, which is what my Toyota Matrix had. Um, unfortunately, it burned down, but that's kind of the the mindset that I wanted. So I was eventually narrowing my search to a um, Hyundai Elantra GT. The GT means specifically the hatchback version of the Elantra. I was looking at the Volkswagen Golf, at the Subaru Impreza. And I was looking at the Mazda 3 hatchback. Those were, I would say, the five different cars that I was really considering. And those were the five different car types that I just continuously used admins to search for, to understand. This is how I know that the Volkswagen Golf just typically is priced higher than the Elantra GT or than... Honestly, a Subaru Impreza is also kind of on the pricier end. A Mazda 3 was what I really wanted to get because it was around 16 k I eventually purchased my Elantra for 18 k um, But I kid you not, the day we show up to the, to the dealership to test drive the Mazda, someone else was already test driving the car and they were going to go buy it. So... It is ruthless out there if you want a car. Um, and yeah, something else to note. 
the miles. Mileage is so important. It's something that I didn't even think about when I was first crafting my list, which is hilarious because if you look at my first Google Doc, I have like cars with a hundred thousand miles or over, which is really not what you want to get if you're looking to buy a used car that's going to last you a long time. Um, for my search purposes, I wanted to buy a car with 66,000 miles or less, preferably less. Obviously, the less mileage a car has, the more expensive it's going to be and vice versa. So it's really up to you and again, based on your preferences. But in general, you want to make sure you keep the mileage low, around 65 or less. And lastly, you want to make sure that when you're looking and you're really considering buying a car, to make sure that that car has been in no accidents. And that's why I really love Edmunds because it tells you, um, it's like one of the very first things that you see when you look at the car, whether or not it's been in an accident. You don't want to purchase a used car that has been in any type of accident because you don't know a car will never fully be at its um, at what it once was before the accident. So hopefully the websites that you search will be transparent about whether or not the car has been in an accident. But if not, you can always request a Carfax, which some dealerships give you a free free access to the Carfax and it says clean Carfax. Other dealerships will maybe make you pay for it. I don't think you should ever pay for a Carfax. So if your dealership is trying to make you do that, then maybe use that as a negotiation token to, to not pay for a Carfax. But that is very important. Look for cars that have been in zero accidents. To round out this episode, I will say once you have a car in mind, definitely go on YouTube and watch videos on that specific make and model, read the comments, also use uh, World News Report. I believe, I know that they have listings of cars based on specific body styles. So if you know, for example, you want an SUV, but you don't know all the different SUVs that are out there, that's definitely a great place to start or to even kind of uh, narrow your search a bit. Um, So definitely use YouTube and use that website. I hope this was helpful. This is definitely the first part of this series. Uh, The second part can definitely be about the dealership experience what to expect, what to bring, what questions you should ask. Um, But that is definitely an entire video on its own. So I really hope this car episode was helpful. I can now officially say I'm a car car girl. I know a lot about cars. Oh, I do think it's going to be fun. I'll add in the last uh, few minutes of this episode all the comments I asked on my Instagram, as I mentioned, I 
told people and I was like, any advice for buying cars? And I told you that they were all men, all, all men responded. So I'll round out this episode with what people in my, in my DMs suggested. Okay, so I just asked on my Instagram, what advice do people have for buying a car? These are the responses I got. This person said, just get a Corolla or Civic, which if you are in the market for a sedan, I do think those are the two most reliable cars. Or I guess not the most reliable, but definitely very popular brands. Um, Honda, reliable brand. Civic, Corolla, reliable makes. Someone else said a Mazda, which I agree. Um, Someone said a Hyundai Sonata. Buying a used, leased car can be a pretty pretty good deal. Someone else says, I'm a big fan of a Subaru Crosstrek, which a Subaru Crosstrek, if only, if only I had the money, I would totally buy one. A Subaru Crosstrek, they have the most beautiful colors. Someone else said, always get a diagnostic test ran before purchasing, which I did not do. <laughs> um, but I think also I, I had faith in my dealership and I really don't, didn't think about asking that. But um, someone else said, shop around, buy certified pre-owned, which is definitely helpful, not new cars. And he said, I recommend Toyota or Honda. So... I hope that was helpful for this car episode. Stay tuned for just more practical life series podcast episodes and see you all soon.